Nope, we don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am CL Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. First world problem. This is your first time joining us. You might be like, what in the world is the first world problem? Well, it's something that's actually not a problem, but it's something to get us thinking outside of the box. And today we're going to be talking a lot about a lot about and challenging that thought of I can do all things. Now, when you look at the Bible, there were some people who did some amazing things. And of course, the most amazing person in the Bible is Jesus. But I want you to think about this. What do you think is the most impressive miracle done by someone that was not Jesus, what is the most impressive miracle that was done or the thing that you would have liked to seen that was done by someone that was not named Jesus? And I just immediately thought about Peter raising a woman from the dead. This was in Acts chapter nine, verse 36 to 43. He raised a woman from the dead. That's impressive. Or maybe my personal favorite would have been seeing Samson. Samson defeat a thousand dudes with a donkey's jawbone. Like, I just want to see, like, was this an action hero looking movie type of thing? And remember, this is not biblical, but this is what I just think. I think that Samson wasn't a big buff dude. I think he was probably a, skin, a skinny dude. It says this nowhere in the scripture, but this is just my thought. That doesn't matter, though, right? But that's what I probably would have liked to see. Or how about, and that's in Judges chapter 15. Or how about Moses and how he was able to put his hand in a cloak and then the hand comes out leprous. Or when he took his staff and he threw it down and it became a snake or the 10 plagues. What would you like to see? What do you think is the most impressive? There was a donkey that talked in the Bible. That was in Numbers chapter 22, verse 28 to 30. Is that one of them? Or something I think is really overlooked, like high key, high key miracle that I'm like, man, people were raised from the dead after Jesus's death. People were raised from the dead after Jesus' death. This is in Matthew 27, verse 51 through 53. What do you think, though? What do you think is the most impressive miracle or feat done in the Bible by someone not named Jesus? If you're on YouTube, drop it in the comments right now. What do you think, though? I would love to hear from you on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Let me know what you think. Tell me what you think. And this is our first world problem. It is is dinner time the title of our episode today is true or false i can do all things this is the fourth episode in a four-part series so if you haven't checked out the other three episodes go ahead and go back after you listen to this one and check out the little series of true or false and i want you to think about that true or false i can do all things you can do all things if you know this passage, this passage comes from Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Is that true or false? You know what? I want to quit what I'm doing and I want to be an NFL offensive lineman. I can do it, right? You shouldn't have can't in your vocabulary. I couldn't do it. Just in case you didn't know, I'm 5'6", about 170 rocket solid pounds. But could I go be an NFL offensive lineman right now? It's sad. I need to be about a foot taller and about 150 pounds heavier. And I literally cannot do it. I mean, maybe I can I can definitely pick up the weight. That wouldn't be healthy, though, and I wouldn't be able to move. And I definitely wouldn't be NFL good, but I could pick up the weight. But I definitely couldn't stretch myself out. I guess some of you, like with all the technology today, you, you could stretch yourself out another foot. But I'm not doing it. It can't happen. But that phrase, I can do all things. What do you think about that? When you look at our, our world, when you look at our culture now, 
there have been some incredible things that have been done now and have been done in the past. I think about like Peter walking on, on water or people building pyramids. A lot of us still can't figure that stuff out now. Or the medical field, like how advanced our technology is, how advanced our, our medical science is. It's, it's off the charts. I think about, like I mentioned in our first world problem, Peter raised a woman from the dead. Like, that's amazing. Can people do all things? Can people do all things? Or like I said, my favorite, Samson killing a thousand men with a donkey jawbone. Or how about we can get in sports and people can hit a ball. Well, not everybody, but the really, really good MLB players can hit a ball 500 feet. 500 feet. Like, that's amazing. So can we do all things? And I think about this passage because it's probably the number one most used passage by athletes. I see it, uh, athletes putting it on their shoes sometimes. Philippians 4 verse 13. I see uh, this passage a ton of times on people's profiles. And I think people use this as a, as a tattoo like because they want to say, like, I can do all things through, through Christ. And some people just want to say, I can do all things. Now, if you don't understand this passage or you take it out of context, this passage will have you. It will have you angry at God. It will have you thinking that God is a liar. It will have you thinking that God is a genie. And because you wish or you want something, God should do it. And God should be serving you. God should be serving me. And this type of passage, if you don't understand it in the right way, it'll have you stuck on some some stupid stuff. It definitely will. And it'll have you thinking that you're, you only can be happy or only can find joy when you are getting the stuff that you want or the stuff that you ask for. And that's what leads to grumbling and complaining. And some people looking at God sideways like, hold up. I thought you said I can do all things. I thought you said that. Or some people just go to the point where they say, mm -mm, there is no God. I do not believe there is a God. Now, I know some people use this passage to be like, you know, what? I can do all things, but they mean I can do all things and avoid the consequences that are supposed to come along with some of the things that I have already done. Like I can be famous. I can do whatever I want. I can be great at whatever I want. If I just try hard enough, I, I can do it. But we got to look at the, this passage, Philippians 4 verse 13, and look at the whole content, look at the whole context from Paul. Think about Paul. And this is very interesting to take into consideration when you look at Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through him, through Christ, who gives me the strength. When Paul wrote this, when Paul said this, do you know where he was at? Do you know where he was at? Paul was in prison. Paul was in prison writing, rejoice, rejoice. You can find joy in the Lord. And my man was locked up. He was locked up. Paul is using his life as an as an example of how to respond to hardships with joy. That's what this passage is really getting at. And some of us, we're not in actual prison, but some of us are have prisons in our mind. We have prisons that we can't get over our our health journey or get past that or, or through it. Some of us have prisons where we can't get past environments that we're in or we look at our family and say, man, this is a prison. So the question I have for you is now what prison are you in right now? And is that prison taking away your joy? But the, the, my man, Paul, he's in prison. So that's an interesting thing. And when he was writing this, he wanted the Philippians to gain confidence and proclaim the good news and who Jesus was and to share the gospel. That's why he wrote Philippians. Now, there's there's this quiet or bold confidence and assurance of, of God's love and God's work in our lives, because it's not about what happens to us. As Christians, it's about what happens in us. 
there's a transformation that takes place. There's a transformation that, that all of us have to realize and we can grasp to because the spirit of God, we have Christ inside of us because of this transformation. Just think about that because of this transformation. So Paul is in jail. Paul is in prison and my man is still finding joy. Can you do that? The answer to that is yes. And even if we went to that, that opposite end, people have no idea what they are, are capable of because sometimes we are we have prisons in our minds that we need to release. No idea what we're, we're capable of with Christ and if it's following his, his will. And I think about just small things like the ability to wake up in the morning. That's a struggle sometimes, the ability to, to get up in the morning. Sometimes I don't want to get up in the morning, but I can do that from anything as big as breaking an addiction or to creating a, a new good habit. Like sometimes we're like, I just can't do it. Like we can do it. We can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. Like absolutely. And the mentality that we have to have is I can do my role. I can do my part. I can do all things that God wants me to do. Like you waking up and doing what you're supposed to do. That, that's part of God's will. You create a new good habit. That's part of God's will. So you look at people who slayed giants in the Bible or who walked on water or who spoke in tongues. That is something that God wanted them to do. You think about Moses. Moses is like, I don't want to do this. But God was like, no, I'm, I'm approving this. You need to do that. So there is a chance that you could be the person who ends up finding a cure for cancer or making some major uh, medical advancement. But it's because of God approving it. And it's in God's will. So we can do some amazing things. We can do some amazing things if it's approved by God's word. Now, this is equally, if not more important, that you can always, 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 always find contentment and respond like Christ. Rather, God is giving you every single thing that you want, rather you are in prison or not, rather you are doing some amazing things that you wanted to do or some of the things you didn't want to do. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have a, a trial or a tribulation or an obstacle. You can respond like Christ. You can respond like Paul is talking about really in this passage. And content isn't the same as complacency. I'm going to say that again. Contentment isn't the same thing as complacency. And sometimes people try to play that trick on you. You can be content no matter what is the circumstance. No matter things are going really, really good. Or things are going really, really bad. You can be content. And you just got to remember, there, there's no David versus Goliath if it's not God approved. But when someone tried to do something like build a tower to the sky, it wasn't God approved. I'm talking about the Tower of Babel. God was like, hold up, wait a minute. That's not what I told you to do. But that was an example of men saying, I can do all things. But it's like, but God's not giving you the strength to do that. That's not according to God's will. And when you compare the two, David versus Goliath, compared to the Tower of Babel, at times we ask ourselves, like, how do you know is God approved? Or why was one of these God approved and the other wasn't? When you look at David versus the giant, you ask yourself this question. Who was David trying to glorify? David wanted to glorify God. And that's something for us to always remember on getting our approval from God. God made this clear that he wanted to wanted him to do this because check his resume. He gave him some some signs. He put him in some situations to let him know, David, you can have a confidence that we've done this before. David had defeated a lion and he had defeated a bear. When you look at the Tower of Babel, you know who those people want to glorify themselves. They didn't want to need God. They wanted to actually eliminate God. And, you know, it's not a part of God's approval if it goes against his word. 
God had literally told them to spread the world and multiply. They said, no, we're going to stay right here and we're going to build this tower. So that's something for us to always remember. If it goes against God's word and it's about us glorifying ourselves, there is no chance that is God approved. But David defeating the giant was God approved. And just think about that. Paul found joy in being locked up. And we're going to talk a lot about that being locked up. And I want you to think about some ways you think that you are locked up or that your mind has had a prison on you. And we got to stop thinking it's all about me or all about you. Romans 12 verse three says this. It says, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So you think about that. All of us have a, a role. God wants us and desires us and has created us to do certain things well. So that's especially when we can do all things because Christ has given us the strength. He wants to advance his kingdom. He wants others to hear about him. He wants to be glorified in, in, in that way. Now, content, whatever the circumstances are, like, how are you content? How can we be content in whatever the circumstances are? All right, listen to this. This comes from, from Philippians 4, starting at verse 11. And this is Paul. He's saying, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content with ever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in wants. This is what he says. This is how he said to do it. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Who is him? He's talking about Christ and having that bold confidence that, that Christ is preparing a, a place for him, like he says in his word. Now, we don't have to just be happy when, when we get our way. Because we have so much to be happy for as Christians. Man, we got so much to be happy for. We got so much to find joy in. We have so much to find peace in. We have so much to find contentment in. Now, this is the major difference when you compare being a Christian to, to the world's view of happiness or the world's view of you got to have this. Like if you focus on the world's view of happiness, you always going to have a desire for more. Your flesh is always going to be desiring more. And it's never, ever, ever, ever going to be content. But with Christ and finding joy through him and what he has done for us and the assurance we have through him, we can be content. And that's what Paul was doing. Man was locked up and he still found joy. He still found contentment. Now, in this episode of True or False, I Can Do All Things, we have to look at this crazy but cool perspective that, that Paul had. And that's something that all of us Christians can have because we always have something good. We always have something good. And listen to what Paul says in Philippians 3, verse 7 through 10. And this is something we have as Christians. It says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Paul has so much worldly and worldly treasures and worldly success before he was knocked off the horse by Jesus. Before he was knocked off the horse, with Jesus, he was like, man, I think I got it all. But it, he didn't. It goes on to say, what is more, I consider everything a loss. He said, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Nothing compares to God's love 
God's mercy and God's grace. He says, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage. That's a strong word. He considers it garbage now that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. Now that my own is, is a big part to really look at. The world wants us to find fulfillment outside of Christ. And a lot of times people say, you have to search within. You have to search within to find it. And a lot of times they talk about searching within and checking our flesh. If you're going to search within, you better look towards Christ. Because if you're looking just at yourself and you're looking just at your look, looking at your flesh, you will never, ever find it. You will never, ever be satisfied. You will never, ever be fulfilled. You will always, you will always be incomplete. And you can just see this in our world, how certain people respond to stuff. And it says, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So pause them and I want to be like Christ. That's the way that I'm fulfilled. That's the way that I get my cup filled up. And as Christians, we don't have to react to our circumstances like we do not have to react to our circumstances. Somebody cussing you out, you getting in prison, you getting treated wrongly, you going through some stuff. You don't have to react to your circumstances. And the reason we don't have to react to our circumstances is because we can react to our God, our all powerful, our all knowing, our all loving God, contentment through Christ and what he has done. So you or I, I, I can go through a trial. I can go through a tribulation and I still can find joy like period and I started to just say you can find joy in the tough situations but I thought like man I need to point out that we can find joy in in the good stuff or the the stuff when we get we're getting more because at times when we get that abundance or we get worldly success sometimes we still feel empty but we can't look to that stuff to be our fulfillment it's looking towards Christ it's looking towards what he has done for us it's looking at the love that he has for us And that's why so many people are unfulfilled because they're looking towards the wrong stuff. They're thinking that they can do all things, not really through Christ, but through their own strength, through their own will. But this passage really comes from finding contentment and understanding. We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength because he has already done every single thing. And no matter what the situation is, we can find joy and we can find contentment. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of True or False. I can do all things. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.